Sorry, we're closed. Welcome back, guys. Another episode, the post Super Bowl episode uh, of Sorry, We're Closed. Sean, did you watch the entire game? Because I think we might be one of the only podcasts that don't include. I'm, I'm, I'm going to even include girls in this. I'm going to say we're probably one of the only podcasts where there are two hosts and one of them did not watch the Super Bowl. Mm, yeah. I think they said on NBC, there was, it was 11.4 million people watched it. Um, which actually seems like a lot. Super low. Yeah. yeah it seems seem like super a lot low. low. I can't I, Eli, I'm just I'm just now thinking like yeah I'm just now thinking like that's like nobody yeah that's, no, that's nobody <laughs> it's like how many people tune into the Simpsons on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm I'm googling it right now I do not believe that in it yes Rams Super Bowl win had a total audience of 112.3 million people Oh, it's one digit off, 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 one digit off. That's what it was. That was you were just that's on a digit that's, but that's still. If you really think about that, that means that pretty much everybody in the country didn't watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, two hundred million people did Super Bowl. I wonder yeah, how they like, had... if you poll the entire country, you're you're you'll probably not find anybody who watched the stupid thing. <laughs> thing is, how, how do you know, like, like a party? 30 people show up to one house, watch the TV. They're obviously yeah. estimating. Obviously, they ha- there's no way they would know that. But I like, or Green Rock, like there's seven TVs, but there's 300 people in there watching the game. Yeah, I actually, I actually just, I actually just read something about this. So interesting that you bring this up. Uh, they, they used to like Nielsen's or somebody like that who used to do these things. They, they did a, they would like tap into like a hundred boxes in America, like hundred cable boxes in America. Uh, and they would just extrapolate that out over 300 million. They're like, okay, well, 90 people watched it. So 90% of America watched this show. Yeah. I, I, they do that with polling. Like they'll, they'll pull yeah. a thousand people on whatever particular right. type of subject and then just extrapolate it out um, throughout the entire country. Uh, but yeah, I did. So I did for the folks at home. I did not watch uh, the Super Bowl because I was traveling. I went out to L.A. for the Super Bowl, stayed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, traveled during the Super Bowl. I and even I was so I had a layover in Charlotte. The game was on. Uh, I actually sat in a booth. I, 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 I requested the booth, not because it was wasn't by a TV, but it happened to be not be by a TV. So I didn't know what was going on. I'm not sure I saw a single snap that was live of the game, mm. which I think might be the first time. I can't remember the last time I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Like, how do you not watch the Super Bowl? Uh, so uh, interestingly enough, I, I, I think I, we might be one of the few podcasts that did not, that didn't have someone watching it. Yeah. I also think that like, as we get older, like the lure of the Super Bowl isn't what it used to be, especially in today's entertainment age of all, like, I can't even watch Quinnipiac. Now my, the team I played for, I'll start watching that game and I'll be like, ah, I could be watching Ozark right now. <laughs> like it's way sicker than this. Uh, yeah. And so I think that like the lore of like this big, like TV event is, uh, is kind of subsided. I, I, I wonder even if the marketing dollars are subsided on that as well, where, you know, a lot of companies aren't as the, the exposure that you get in that event 
isn't the same that it that it used to be. It's just kind of like, and then as you get older, like it's not the Super Bowl doesn't have the same appeal to it anymore. At least to me, I you know I don't. I am certainly jaded being a former professional sports person, but yeah, we're also I mean, we have th- things that we don't remember sometimes is that uh, although we're not kids anymore, there is another generation of kids behind us that feel no, the same no, way we feel. No, <laughs> no they uh, they all read Tony Robbins' Life Force with me this morning. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, but uh, the one thing I, I, I'm going to ask the person who watched the damn game because I didn't watch the fucking thing. Um, okay. I saw something on uh, TikTok today. It was I forget the guy's name. He, you know, uh, he's one of those guys that you know likes to stir the pot. Um, okay. Comparing Matt Stafford now. Because okay. a lot of people are now talking about how good Matt Stafford actually is. Okay. Uh, and comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Now, if you looked at his statistics, I'll, I'll, I, have, I have the screenshot. I, mean, he, for this. I think he led the NFL in interceptions this year. Matt Stafford did? I think I heard that. Okay. So I don't. So, so Matt Stafford in the playoffs versus Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Okay. So <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 11 and 10. In the playoffs, Matt oh, this Stafford. is career, oh, career, career, uh, has, career. Has Stafford ever been in the play? Oh man, this guy is moving into the hotel outside my window, and his entire luggage cart just collapsed. Oh, that is up. Oh, just so just so <laughs> other people know that the non YouTubers, this is our second ever Zoom call for the thing because Sean is on a lovely vacation. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, kind of vacation. Wait, how many yeah, days? I'm is shredding. It? I'm shredding the gnar. I'm here for three days. Shredding the gnar, doing the old skis. Uh, I actually was telling a story. We were talking about you. I went out with some friends, uh, which we will get to now that I just I want to talk about that now as well. But I was talking to some friends about skiing and how I was like, my brother does it. I've never done it. My brother, though, talks about how you have to commit to the pizza. If you don't fully commit to the pizza, you are in oh, grave danger. You, you, can, you better not be coming out here with no Papa John slice. This needs to be the <laughs> New York special. <laughs> I, and I, I showed them, they were talking about, I, didn't you have like an incident where you kind of went too fast and you had to turn uh, off? Yeah, I was going like 70 miles an hour with no ability <laughs> to stop on my first run ever. So what I was saying was, if you just keep going at it, that's when you really start to see things go through. I can't and- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was, man. I, I couldn't stop. And my friends weren't having fun. So, of course, oh, I have to put my life in danger at that point. <laughs> Dude, that was that was good. But anywho, um, yeah, so you're on a vacation doing a little skiing. Uh, but back, back to Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Um, so career. I'm going to run through the stats for you. Career in the playoffs. Matt Stafford's four and three in the playoffs, so he has been in the playoffs other than this year. Wow, um, surprises me. Aaron Rodgers is eleven and ten. You got to remember that Aaron, Matt Stafford once had Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but I just—I mean, I, I guess I pretty good. Like, sort of remember them being in like the first round a couple times, but okay, even Calvin three. Johnson. I mean, he won. How many playoff games did he win this year? Four. Uh, Three or four. Three or four. So, yeah, he's only been – yeah, yeah, probably has only a few more times in the playoffs since yeah. he's four and three. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, 11 and 10. Completion percentage in the playoffs, 66.9 for Aaron Rodgers, 64.7 for – oh, no, 66.9 for Matt Stafford, 64.7 for Aaron Rodgers, so better. Okay. Passing yards per game, 299.4 for Stafford, 267.9 for Rodgers. 
And then passer rating, oh, hold on, passer rating 99 for Stafford, 100.1 for Rodgers, so the first victory for him. And then there's another one, but the, the TikTok comment is in the way. Um, something about other things, and Stafford won that too. I don't know what the, it says, though. Um, but so what they're saying essentially is, is that can you make the argument that Stafford's better solely because the first time he's ever been on a competent team and a competent organization, he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how hot of a take this is, but I think you could actually probably make the argument. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Matt Stafford once was the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, right, and, yeah. and when he got the contract, it just felt kind of awkward because we're like, He's just, you know, he's on the, he's on the lions here. They're never going to really amount to anything, but people hyped him up a lot uh, as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know that I would, I would definitely not put my foot down and say that Aaron Rodgers is better. I mean, you think about everything that goes along with performance, like being on a team, a consistent team, a consistent winner, like he's has consistency over, two decades maybe 15 years i don't know how long he's been there with the packers and the organization and all that stuff uh and well you know what is stafford doesn't have that luxury so we don't really know like i, I don't know man I, I think that's i think that rogers is probably too, at this moment a better quarterback but like from like a how good could you actually be standpoint, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. It, you watch Aaron Rodgers, and this is actually kind of the point the guy was making, was he's like kind of the chosen one by the media. Um, he's cool. Like when he when he's going on a game-winning drive. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, that's just actually, standing in the pocket. Like that's... I, th- I think that was actually the last stat, was game-winning drives in the playoffs. And Ro- Stafford had three, uh, Rodgers had two. Um, I mean, Rodgers... He does. He, remarkable a remarkable he, he just stands there it doesn't even seem like he's nervous in any way yeah. and you just like yeah. i remember when uh, it was me and you in fantasy playing each other and it oh, just i just knew at the end because we were getting close now it was up <laughs> 70 and now all of a sudden rogers and Devonte put up 70 themselves yes. and it just i they were going down their last last minute drive and i you just knew that it was gonna be a Devonte adams touchdown yeah and it was it, yeah. it was there was nothing the defense could do about it yeah, I mean, I watched Rodgers all season uh, put balls in windows that, I mean, I couldn't even do it in Madden. They would not even, they would not let me do it. They would really not let me do it. Oh, in Madden. Yeah, Madden sucks. Madden, all Madden level is just a joke. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, and I think, but when you look at the playoffs and stuff, like, I think that is a definite thing for Rodgers. Like, he's won one Super Bowl. I mean, his, they didn't lose at all this year. Like, they, walked through the regular season like literally like they didn't even care uh and then they who i forget who they lost to in the first round but uh you know i'm just like he scored he's at like 180 yards or something and i don't even know if he had a touchdown like yeah the week before he had seven touchdowns <laughs> like yeah i don't I, but I, I can't i can't imagine he's nervous or something like that you know I, I don't, at the end of the day like every, everyone's human Everyone is human, and it's just, it, you know, you have a lot of controversy around you already because of how he's acting in free agency, or not free agency, but, like, trying to be out of Green Bay, supposedly. 
Um, they always had that shit around his family. I just still don't know what the hell's going on over there. Uh, and now you're t- talking about people talking about playoffs and not being able to win there that at least not that much. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely, there's something to be made. There's a point to be made here about him in the playoffs. And if you're, it, you are a human being, like you're going to think about that. Yeah. I mean, and I guess once it's like one and done, like you're feeling it, you, you're like, okay, here we go. Got to win these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then I you're in the play, like, in. people, people's sky reports change in the playoffs. Like I'm sure there's, there's different things they don't want. Like if you're a playoff caliber team, I'm sure like, I mean, not that he played Bill Belichick, but uh, you talk about like some of the greats, you know, they used to talk about Greg Maddox, how he would, um, you would never see the same stuff that you see in spring training when you face him in the regular mm, season. Yeah. Um, I know they do. I know they do that in football where they, where yeah. they keep stuff back. They even did that in basketball. You might uh, even, if, if, the, if the game is not that meaningful, you might even throw some stuff out there that, that sets you up for the, for the playoffs where like, okay, we're going to transition our, I don't know enough about football schemes, but yeah, you know, we're gonna, our free safety is going to move this way a lot this game because we're going to know Aaron's going to pick up on it. And then in the playoffs will ha- be able to have, we know that he's going to think that this is going to happen and it's not something right. like that. I don't know, but um, I, I mean, it has, I, I think it has to be, it has to be talked about how Stafford's doing what he's doing. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback though. Yeah, I definitely will look at like the next few years and see how, see how it continues to go. But like, I would say it's on the radar for sure. 100%. Now the next thing I, I want to mention, and this is, this is, I want to transition a little bit here to basketball. And this is going to be more for you, but I think it's a good topic because we, this is kind of talked about in the era of me and you growing up where we both liked basketball um, okay. in the NBA. Have you seen the latest comments from Kevin Garnett? No. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I don't, want, I, I don't want people to think I'm hating on Boston, but okay. that Celtics team always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I agree. I, I felt the same way, but we were, we were big LeBron guys at the time. Yes, we were Paul big Pier- LeBron. Paul Pierce was a real like villain in that, and that's in yes. that role. Yes. And honestly, the way Kevin Garnett kind of talks after his career. Yeah. Uh, I saw one, one, one tweet responding to this, this quote being like, you know, the way they talk about that team in Boston, you felt like they would have won five championships, not one, uh, <laughs> which is it's true. They do talk so much about it. The thing that, and then I'm going to read the quote and then we can dive into it. <laughs> Kevin Garnett, it's titled, Kevin Garnett criticized the state of the NBA today. Uh, And he says, everybody's just running from the grind nowadays, teaming up with each other. Back in my day, we did it the hard way. If you can't win alone, you're considered a bum, period. Now, is he saying himself is a bum? Because (laughs) he surely did not win a championship by himself in Minnesota. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him a little credit because I actually remember when the big three was created and it was via trade and not like, not like James Harden being like, trade me, trade me to the Nets. Okay. I did not know that. I did not know that was a free agency. They, yeah, they had put together a, trades. A, yeah. It was a draft night thing where now Paul Pierce had been on the team for a really long time. Uh, I think I don't, I, I can't say for did Paul sure. Pierce play for anyone else in Bo- than Boston in his career. After at the after yes afterwards he was oh, on the Clippers okay. for sure okay, I think I there might have been another team mixed in mixed in as well he was actually effective for the Clippers he wasn't like an old you know like Scotty Pippen on the Blazers his, or something yeah but his his whole career he played like an old man yeah he remember, did. I don't he, he walked, Paul Pierce ever posterizing people really he he walked, he, he ran around the court like he was prairie dogging <laughs> yeah I know everyone everyone always talked about how slow he was but somehow always was just able to get shots off. Yeah, I always, I always felt the same way. I, look, I think, so 
Yeah, it happened on, on draft night, I believe, uh, years ago, where they traded for Garnett uh, and uh, Ray Allen, I think, on like the same day. And I remember, I think I was watching the TV like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> that is insane. Uh, and I, I think I know Glenn, big baby Davis, big player on that team. I think he was a draft guy. I think I want to say Rondo was his too, right around that time. And uh, so, no, I don't think I, I, he's right. I, I don't like the I don't like the, the teaming up kind of big three thing. Um, the Warriors made that made that a reality i mean they got they got they got really they did really good player development they got curry and clay and they changed the nba they changed yes. basketball as we know it yeah. um and it became really hard it became really hard to guard those guys and then we had to do something you know the nba had to do something about it so we started you know started seeing these super teams then they just went out and got kevin durant uh and just made things really really hard for to, to keep people, to keep people, you know, to keep that grind mentality around. I actually think that we're seeing the end of the big three era, the super team era right now, uh, because we're seeing that it doesn't it's really work. work that well, yeah. you know, like you, and the Lakers is, are in shambles. The Nets are in shambles. Uh, look, it, you, and you look at the teams that are actually doing well, it's still the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. Like those are the, and the Bucks. Like those are well-built NBA teams who got a couple great players through normal means. Uh, and you know, you don't, you can't put Russell Westbrook on the Lakers and expect him to be Russell Westbrook. You can't put James Harden on the Nets and expect him to be James Harden. And you can't put James Harden on the Sixers where he is now and expect uh, freaking Joel Embiid to continue being the MVP that he is. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I agree. I think people often forget, specifically in the NBA right now, the team aspect of it. Like, you need, like, you talk about baseball and, and making a baseball team. You know, Theo Epstein, Ben Sherrington, these guys that have made these type, guys out in, in L.A., the guys in Tampa. Like, yeah, you have your guys, your studs, but you have to build a team around them that have great yes. role players that know their jobs, that know they're going to bump guys over, they're going to do this, they're going to do the small things. When you put Kevin Durant, you know, James Harden, uh, I don't know who else was in, in, in Brooklyn, oh, but Blake Kyrie. Griffin, Kyrie, you put them on the same fucking team, they all want to be the superstar. They're and all ball-dominant guys. Yes, and that's what was so good, I thought, about the Warriors when they had Durant was you had one Draymond Green who didn't give a shit yes. if he scored a single point all day. All he wanted yep. to do was disrupt, you the, game, disrupt the other player. you got to yep. have a villain. That's all he wanted to do. You had Clay Thompson who just wanted to sit in the corner and catch balls and shoot. Steph Curry, who could handle the ball and do things. And then Kevin Durant, who was going to be the guy. Kevin Durant was always the yeah. guy. And because of he had the two guys that were around him that were pure shooters, you were able to kind of make that team around. Although they were all superstars, yeah. you kind of make that team around it. Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, all wanted to shoot the ball constantly. Yeah. yeah. Look, the Warriors made the game unfair. Like, yes. And it wasn't unfair. Also, they just got like – it was like a – I mean, a phenomenon of – like ungodly shooters if, if it wasn't for the Warriors LeBron would have eight titles uh, like he the only reason he was losing to you know in his like real prime was because he had to go up against them and he was I mean everyone always said like LeBron doesn't have the team to do it like he had a good enough team to do it for sure he was just going up against literally the greatest team of all time yes like 
there's, I, I mean, you want to compare that against the Bulls, the 98 Bulls? I, I don't, how do you stop the Bulls? The thing with the Warriors is they don't miss. They don't miss. They don't miss. They don't have off nights. Just yeah. Clay Thompson has the record for most points in a quarter at 36. Yeah. He scored 36 points in a quarter. Yeah, the only thing that I would – the only thing that you talk about the 98 Bulls, I mean, you're talking about like three if, – if I remember correctly, Scotty Pippen was a phenomenal defender as well. You're talking about three – Scotty Pippen's a phenomenal player. Yeah, you're talking about three defensive studs in Dennis Robin, Scotty Pittman, and um, – Judd Bushler. Judd Bushler, of course. Everyone can't forget <laughs> Judd Bushler. Um, you are you're talking, about, you're talking about three – you're talking about – Clay Thompson and and Steph Curry being guarded by Michael and Scottie Pippen. Yes. And then you're talking uh, Draymond Green and Dennis Robin. It's so the thing you're going to struggle with is though. no, but the thing you're going to struggle with there is who's is Judd guarding Kevin Durant? Like you have that fourth no. guy you need. Do you, or do you I mean, put like a Judd, do you put like do you put like Judd Bushler on 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 Draymond Green a non-score and you put you put Dennis Rodman over or Scottie yeah. Pippen? Um, on, on Dude, my, uh, fir- my first game with the Lakers, we played the Warriors. Uh, I forget where it was. I think it was in Vegas. And on the way out of the locker room to the to the tunnel for where the buses were, I was walking behind Kevin Durant the whole time. And I was like, oh my God, like this guy's huge. How the heck does this guy play that way? I, yeah. I, I don't know who. I think Michael's, I think, I think Pip, Pippen, I think Pippen's like 6'10 too. Yeah, uh, so I think Pippen will probably guard him, but I mean, no matter who you're guard. But it, again, it's so incomparable with the way the the the, the game was back then. Like, uh, I mean, so fist. I mean, our practice. I remember Tom Izzo when, when I was when I was in school. I always tell stories about how Tom Izzo after they lost. I heard that after they lost, they would be in the at practice the next day, and the team would be in football pads. Uh, and I heard that Roy Williams, when they lost like a bad loss, he would just have the janitors just unscrew the rims off the off the off the backboard uh, for practice. And it was just like, all right, folks, it's time, it's time to get bloody up in this up in this place. And I mean, now you can't there's none of flagrant one, flagrant two. Was there intent? You yeah. know, like it's just so and I don't really it's just a different game now. And like you cannot play the same way that you, you played back. Rodman, Rodman is being jail. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if he was playing now. Yeah. I, the thing, the thing that I, a reason why I think this Warriors team pro- is, is probably, although no, not this one, but the, 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 the best team of all time, uh, probably, yeah. you know, there's, there's two things here. One, the Warriors team just be able is just because Clay, Clay Thompson and, and Seth Curry can shoot from that court. And, and literally, they will. They'll will. They, it's not like they're like, oh, we can do it. We should respect it. No, no. They will pull up from there and, yeah. and drain them. So you just spread the court. The court is so much bigger now for yeah. Kevin Durant to drive the lane and things like that. The other thing, though, that and this is the, the caveat. And this might be just being my childhood speaking uh, and, and the idolization of Michael and those Bulls teams mm-hmm. is I can't I don't know. Of an of of someone uh, like the super competitor that Michael Jordan was in the NBA right now, like Kevin Durant. Not, although I think he's right competitive, now. I think he he just always just seems like he doesn't care. Like if Michael Jordan lost to the Warriors in the regular season, I think he's doing everything in his fucking power 
to figure out that way to beat that team. Yeah. And not just be like, I think the Warriors would see things that they've never seen before on the court when they play the balls in the, in the, in the, in the championship, because they are, they're going to throw things at them. They've never fucking seen, cause they're going to try to fucking win this game. They're not going to just screw out there oh, yeah. and, and be like, okay, you're shooting threes. We're going to try to outscore you. No, we are going to do everything in our fucking power. <laughs> Bill Wennington is not just going to sit there and take this lightly. No, he is not. Um, so I, I, w- I think it would be an unbelievable series. I think the thing that, that pushes me is that I think that the 98 Bulls absolutely take it to the Cavaliers uh, with Kyrie and LeBron. And um, they did beat them. They were able to beat him. Like LeBron was on a mission. You could tell he was on a fucking mission that year. For um, like six years, LeBron was the greatest player of all time. Now LeBron he was is really good. so cringy to, to have on my television set. I um, actually saw someone that the, the, um, who was it? It was a, it was a reputable source talking about it too. They just said that they think, Oh, I think it was, it was Shaq. Uh, Shaq has made mention recently. He said that Michael's still number one in his book. Kobe's two, LeBron's three. And he said, though, he goes, but I think LeBron's goal is to pass Kareem in total points. And then what the fuck yeah. are we all going to say then? Yeah. Like, how do you not I say mean, he's look, the greatest of all time? Yeah. You, I mean, he's, he has a point, but it's just like, I, you know, when you watch the Lakers right now, they're not trying to win. He's not the same LeBron. And he's, and he's, he's a damn good player uh, and he's killing it. But it's like the leadership stuff. Like when he was with Cleveland, there was no way they were not making the finals. There was no way they weren't going to have the best record in the NBA. Like they were like they were on a mission. And now it's just like it almost feels like I got this covered. Let me let me just make the playoffs and we'll try to make a run at that point. Uh, It's it's, you know, so to me, like Michael, Michael gets a a, is better, even though he played, you know, I don't know, 14 years or something like that, as opposed to the 36 years that LeBron has played. (laughs) Um, I think that I just like, he's just such a savage and, and there was, it was just relentless. And I think, and Kobe was that way in the NBA right now. uh, The first guy that comes to mind, I can't even think of his name, but it's that guy who was on the Clippers, Patrick Beverly. That's his name. Which is like a real like competitor dude. But you even remember back in like the, the those like even you saw in the last dance documentary, like they used to like like before the game was over, the Pistons would like walk past the bench into their mm-hmm. tunnel because because, you know, because uh, like I'm not shaking your hand or whatever. And, it, you know, it's bad blood, whatever, bad sportsmanship. OK, uh, but like like today, it's just like everyone's just dapping each other up. We're all boys. And, uh, and when I was in when I was in college, man, I mean, like we were. We would we were fighting people at practice, uh, and, and not to say that it's not to say that you should be fighting people in practice or in the games and stuff, but it's just something. There's just something to be said for like that winner's mentality, and I mean, the Last Dance is like an ode to that, right? Like yes. nothing's better than watching Michael Jordan uncut go through that stuff. I think Tom Brady was like that too. Uh, Peyton Manning, I think, was like that. But in basketball now, who has that? Yeah, I'm. You know, there's probably some role players out there that are extraordinarily um, competitive that we just don't know because they're not Michael fucking Jordan or LeBron James. Uh, but it's just different. It's just so different these days. It's just so different. And then you got your then you got your load management, which really rubs the 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 old players the wrong way. Which you know, with the strength and conditioning background, I understand what they're doing and protecting their assets. And the real what they're realizing is that game number. 47 in charlotte makes absolutely zero difference uh like the only thing that matters is you winning the championship then okay then then you're gonna load manage your squad but 
Uh, it's just, yeah, it's I, just a different I, world. I will say, I will say in, I, I, I love, you know, I saw uh, Kobe's wife come out and talk about, and it seems like it's a, it's a, just a, uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of people talk about this, so I don't know how accurate it is. Uh, but they were talking about how, like, you know, he wanted to play every day because he remembered being a kid. And mm-hmm. I, know, I think Mike Trout said the same thing. Yep. You know, Trout's hurt a lot. Um, if you're, if you're, the one thing I will give to goats, guys that are, are studs, are talking, are in the conversation or talked about as one of the greatest of all time, you know, the, the thing you get criticized the most on is how many championships have you won? Like, how many times have you done that? And so, yeah. like, I can, I can certainly understand after hearing that enough, just being like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm going to make sure that I'm ready to go in the playoffs because I'm not going to yeah. hear this shit anymore. I'm going to give myself the best opportunity to put you guys to rest. And then you do that, and now it's like, oh, well, now you're load management. Now you're doing, oh, you don't play the regular season the way Michael did or the way Kobe There's did. There's always going to be something. They got to fill up the airwaves yes. on ESPN with first take. They're pulling, they're pulling stuff. It's like. I saw, I saw, like, I was at the gym the other day, and I saw, like, the headline on ESPN was like, "Is Joe, is Joe Burrow's time in Cincinnati, his day's numbered?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, they probably like sneezed at a press conference, and they're misinterpreting, and they're interpreting that as uh, he's fed up with the with management. What do you think about Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, as they as they call them? I think, I think he's a really good player, man. I he's, think that you, is he likable. Fuck his football skills. Yeah, I, I, he's the reason that I wanted wanted the Bengals to win like it's like I think he's you know I think there's like some players that are winners and some players that like like I think I think like I think he's a winner like I think and if you look at I think like LeBron James historically not so much recently but is a winner I think like Russell Westbrook is not a winner Uh, you know I think you see these guys on teams that are just you know like he's doing great but your team is barely making the playoffs uh, like I think Joe Burrow is just a guy who, if he's on your team, you're winning. And yeah. I think he's a winner. I think he's a likable guy. I think he like cross. I think he like dances on that line of like, dude, if you weren't winning, you'd be super cringy. Uh, but you're winning. You're winning. So it's it's like, oh, dude, sick jean jacket blazer you got there. Yeah, yeah. I, I there was comparison of, and again, it's because Matt Stafford won that this comparison is thrown out there, but they showed like what Joe Burrow showed up to the Super Bowl in versus what Matt Stafford showed up to the Super Bowl in. And because Matt Stafford won, people had the comparison, well, Matt just showed up to play. He was there to play. That's all he cared about. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, the guy, yeah, all right, so he, he wore a, a look, I think it was like a zebra <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. suit. Like, he looked good. I wish I could pull up the zebra suit, but I'm not fucking Joe Shiesty. Um, I actually don't wish I could pull up a zebra suit. To be fair, I don't. That's that's not on my to do list. But uh, it's he's like he's become this guy. Like I I built my fantasy team around him, and if he didn't have such a bad week one of our playoffs, we would have been I would have might have done very well. Uh, but it, you know he's he's got this like this like cool aura about him. Like even when he won the national championship of LSU, like they had the picture of him like smoking the cigar. Yeah, and just yeah, looking, yeah. looking the part of the the guy that now you know Tom Brady's leaving. Aaron Rodgers is you know certainly on the back end of his career. Um, you know, is is he the next generation uh, of quarterbacks? I mean, certainly, the way and is he going to be like that? Is that going to be the thing now? Like, is he leading the charge into this type of cool quarterback that shows up in those outfits and does those things? You know, um, yeah. Who I mean, who else would be? Who else would be even in that mix? 
Uh, I honestly have no idea. I've never seen someone dress that way as I'm a quarterback. Think of like the, the teams that that would have like I mean, that would because, have. Well, well uh, you got Cam Newton. Cam Newton used to do that. Oh uh, yeah, but no one likes him. Apparently who's the guy in Arizona really nice that just? That, who's the, who's the guy that that left? Uh, who seems seemingly leaving Arizona? The quarterback over there, Kyler, Kyler Williams. Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Why was I saying Williams? Um, yeah, he, I don't see him. I mean, he's really fucking good. Uh, but well, I, uh, all the reports out of out of Arizona right now is that he's like unprofessional, doesn't work very hard, uh, and is like not super committed to playing football. Um, interesting. Well, he was a big yeah. baseball player. Yeah, it was like a sixth overall pick or something like that. Yeah, he was a Boris client. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's unfollowed. He unfollowed the court. Like that's what we're doing nowadays. That this is this this is news that he unfollowed at Cardinals from from Instagram. It is uh, news, though. Like, that's a move. Like, he knows what he's doing there. I yeah, want to know who's, like, crawling his page to find, like, to check that out. Oh, I'm sure there's, I'm, you know, he might even just. Some, like, him. software that you can, like, see it when, like, somebody, like, Arizona reporter is, uh, just has, like, anytime he unfollows somebody, he sees, I'm sure he gets some sweet notifications on that yeah. one. Who knows? Um, Who knows? It's fucking, I think it's ridiculous, but it is. It is news. That's news. He's doing that to make news. Um so I wonder if he stays in Arizona next year. But uh, I I love Joe Shiesty. I want to put him on my fantasy team again next year. He's really good. Uh, I'm um, definitely going for Aaron Rodgers. I you, yeah. He's yeah, a he's a, he's a he's a great player. He's a great player. I think he's got if they if they have an offensive line. That what was holding that's them that's back. A, that's a oh my god! I mean, they set the Super Bowl record for most sacks in a game. Uh, and really? the week before they in the in the the week before they had they gave up nine sacks. Uh, so now which I want to see more than they did the Super Bowl. I want to see, and this is again probably the childhood in me, but also you know I want to see if he doesn't have an offensive line next year. I want to see him make adjustments that Peyton Manning made in Denver when he had no mm. offensive line. The ball was out in point five oh. seconds. Like oh. it was, he was a different guy. You just can't see the field. You just you. There's no way you can do that that quickly. Like you have that's that just that has to be something that just takes time. Uh, an experience to because that to build was back in the Peyton's career. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the absolute end, and yeah. it didn't matter if there was he maybe didn't even need an offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a but, singular guy, me or you, yeah. snapping him the ball. Well, you see, you see, you see Brady and Rogers do the same thing. Where if they don't, they look down the field, they don't see what they want, they'll just spike it right into the dirt. Yeah, you know, they're like, this is this is a dead play. And you know Burrow's still young. He's he's running around. He's doing spin moves, trying to get away from people. <laughs> <laughs> and like Ty, you ain't seen Tom Brady. That's stuff. That's stuff out of his uh, out of his window. I, I, I wonder if guys like Tom Brady like watch that game and see Joe Burrow doing that and be like, ah, what a young buck. What a, you know, oh, for give sure. Him, give him a couple of years. He ain't leaving that pocket like that anymore. <laughs> oh, dude, I just see like high school footage of of Peyton Manning, and he's like diving for the pile. <laughs> <laughs> like who who the hell's that guy <laughs> that's not happening anymore no oh man but yeah oh, we'll see we'll see i think i hopefully joe i hope he stays in cincinnati because i want to see you know yeah, the Bengals cool. having the Bengals like coming from the from the, the absolute doldrums of the nfl and actually having a team now with jamar chase and and, and joe burrow i think we, i think i hope that that dynasty kind of continues and hopefully they win some yeah. goals but and, i mean that's how you build they're building they're building their team the right way you build it through the draft get a couple free agent snags and you know a couple good players to to fill in some slots and and that you know that's that's how it's always been done you know and 
That's why the NBA, I really think we're seeing the end of the, the big three era. I think that's well, happening, Patrick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I surely wouldn't be against it. It's honestly probably up to uh, the GMs and how they want to, how they want to, you know, position themselves. But I mean, also making money, you know, bringing in a guy like Kevin Durant to go play with LeBron, LeBron and Kevin Durant team up. You tell me they're not sold out every night. Um, <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I think like money wise, it makes sense. If, uh, if Bronny James gets drafted to the Denver Nuggets or the Utah Jazz, will LeBron James be on the Utah Jazz or Denver Nuggets? Uh, isn't, I heard there was a rumor that he he wants to play with the Suns. That, yeah, that's I mean that's like a well regarded, you know. Okay, so it's, it's happening. When yeah. is he? When is he around? Is he drafted this year? No, no. I think he's a either sophomore or junior in high school. So and he can still get drafted out of high school. I think he'd go one and done, right? You do have to. You have to be one year removed from your high school graduation, but you can play in like the G League. I actually think that he might be able to leave high school early, go to the G League. I yeah, so I was gonna say, like, if you if you listen, you call Lavar Ball, he'll find you a way <laughs> to get into the. <laughs> he will find. You'll be you playing a way. in Uganda. <laughs> he will find you a way to get into the NBA early, um, uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure the NBA would find him a way to get into the NBA early because that would be fantastic for ratings the thing too. Is, is he's not definitely an NBA player. He is now. <laughs> I mean, it might be like that. It might be like that, uh, but. There's only so many roster spots. He's he's like I think he's ranked like 49th in the country in high school. Um, if you have the thing is, if you if you're talking about business, no, I get it, I get it. Man, you're making you're gonna make I mean, they money. Had, they had a they had when J.R. Smith was was an absolute loose cannon, uh, and he was playing for the Knicks. He would uh, they brought his brother on the team, Chris Smith, who I used to play against <laughs> at Lakewood High School and was competitive with <laughs> and, and i was like i was like what <laughs> i was like christmas is on the knicks uh and 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 every like it was so well known in the nba and like as soon like jr smith was like yeah i'm gonna be on the nuggets and they're like great you're fired <laughs> they, they see you later bud team, you're terrible team immediately yeah it was it was it was so it definitely does happen but I mean, I'll, you definitely take Bronny if you're getting LeBron, even though maybe LeBron's, you know, says the AARP card. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I also want to – this is your topic that I wanted to bring up now that we're transitioning away yeah. from the NBA again, is yeah. the Mark Appel stuff. So Mark Appel, uh, former first overall pick, former teammate of Pat Light, um, uh, tweeted this long-ass thread. Uh, I read the, I read like a synopsis of it. Um, <laughs> Well, you want to take take it here for Sean because you since you read the whole thing and just give it. Yeah, I mean, it was basically about. yeah, it was basically about the the whole minor league deal. Super credit to him, man. I mean, he's 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 not had an easy road. Uh, you know, being the first overall pick, made many dollars, and has he's has never played in the big leagues. Am I correct on that? Correct. Okay, uh, and uh, he he started the thread like saying like career minor leaguer here here are just some of my thoughts on the situation. He opened it by saying like. Like, I haven't had to deal with this because I made a lot of money out of the draft. Um, but this is what I've seen. And he basically just broke down the dynamics of, like, what are the big problems that minor league baseball players are, are facing? And it's it was housing, it was food, and it was off-season training. 
Uh, he's talked about how like a lot of guys uh, uh, drive for Uber in the off season. Um, you know, he talks about how, uh, you know, like the, the different options for food and, uh, and like, you know, the, the spread at the, at the, at the, at the stadium isn't excellent. Uh, and you know, they can only, they can only eat, they can only cook when they're at home. They can't cook when they're on the road and you go to restaurants, but it's sketchy, it's sketchy options. And, uh, and he talked about how off season training, it's like tough because everybody goes to different places and, and there's, you know, the position coaches want you to film yourself. Uh, throwing and you know it's just kind of like jimmy rigged you're at like a high school gym thrown into a net uh, and working out at planet fitness or something like that uh, and not really getting the not really getting the you know the attention or you know stuff that you deserve um you know look i, I think that i think that he brought up you know this stuff that obviously you and i have known for for many years and he, and I think that he brought up some solutions. Like he did, he literally wrote down like here's some napkin math of what I think would work. And he suggested that the teams hire two chefs and and like build a kitchen at the stadiums. I think say so think he said starting in AAA, uh, and and he I, I didn't really read the math. I saw he wrote down the number two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars, which immediately made me wonder if he realized how much money somebody just going to write that check um, for minor leaguers. I think what people probably don't necessarily understand about minor leaguers is that number one, it's your decision. You know, it's, you know, you, you've made the choice to, to accept those terms. Nobody, nobody made you do that. Um, I think it might be a little bit different when you're talking about like the, the Latin players who were coming up from nothing and it's kind of like like they're just signing all these guys and i mean the whole organ systems like you sign all these guys and you have no intent you, you're hoping like three of them you know like you have your eye on like three of them you know like you're like i'm gonna sign this guy right now and i'm never i'm never i hope to forget his name <laughs> the second after i sign him to a contract uh and you know you're literally building teams around three guys to try to develop them so that they can get games in uh, and you know, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know that they care. I don't. I, I, I think the big league clubs might just as soon have two minor league teams. Uh, I don't think that they really care about. You know, I think you start pushing these buttons, you're going to see it be double A AA and triple A or triple A and and GCL. You know, and and and, and figure it out. Um, I do think that there are big gaps talent gaps uh between the levels but but is there is there a big talent gap between the levels because you drafted seventy thousand players well definitely definitely if you, if you take absolutely. if you if you take the, the top three rounds and you have two you have two minor league teams you're only seeing top three round draft picks on every team well you tell me like like what is the difference between what like for you as the pitcher coming in like could you have could you have gone to double a in your first year and been okay yeah would have, i would have been fine yeah i think i think you would have you would have hit just as many batters yeah <laughs> i i think <laughs> i personally i think that if you eliminate a lot the, the lot of the minor leagues you do a double a and triple a and you could probably just do a triple a because some of these yeah. old guys don't need to be bouncing around the only reason you have them there is because you want just in case 
um, someone goes down the big leagues, you have someone with experience rather than bringing up right. a young guy. But I, I, if you get rid of the, I think, I think a lot of times you have people, myself included, who you end up turning into busts because of how much of a pedestal you put the big leagues on and how mm. much, how much. Oh, yeah. People you, definitely don't understand that. Like when you're in a spring training, like, it's like gods walking down from the other end of the hallway. It's like, I don't know what you guys had in Boston, but in the Diamondbacks, like all of the minor league guys wore like gray pants and like super generic like jerseys. And then like the big league guys have the white pants. And you see the white, this guy's got white pants. This guy, big leaguer. Like it is like, it is, it really is. And like the Diamondbacks are horrendous. Like, yeah. These guys aren't even good. Then he wouldn't have white pants if he wasn't on the team. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I think you put the big leagues on too much of a pedestal. I think that you make this like I, I played in the big leagues for a little bit. I wasn't very good. But the thing was, like, you get up there and you realize that these guys still fail 70 percent of the time as hitters. The pitchers are not, not everyone's throwing 100. Like, you, you, yeah. Are we a little bit more crafty in what we do? Are we a little bit more intelligent in how we view the game? Yeah. But that's the same way in the NBA when you have a young rookie stud who's just mm-hmm. using his athleticism to get by. And then you mm-hmm. see him develop that basketball IQ as he goes throughout mm-hmm. his career. Like, it, that's that. I mean, the NFL, you get drafted and you're the starting running back next year. Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you took some of these top round draft picks and you immediately put them in AAA and you don't have to, he don't have to wait seven years to be a minor league free agent. And you all of a sudden now you're a guy that's looked at because you, you need you because, you know, there's a, more, there's a quicker time period to be in the big leagues. You got to be up there in two years or so because of, of the, the union or whatever, what have you. I think you see a lot, a lot more guys succeed. Like it took me it took me five years or four years in the minor leagues before I started getting in my own head. I could have been in the big leagues for three years by then. You know, like, <laughs> I would be in the Hall of Fame, damn it. <laughs> The thing is, you, you you make it out to be this unbelievable thing to be in the big leagues, and you get you, yeah, you end up you end up mind fucking a lot of people. You tell me, Mark Appel, who threw a hundred his freshman year in college, who had some really good stuff. You're telling me you didn't mind fuck him in the minor leagues? Yeah. Like you're you're, no, you're telling agree. me that it's his fault? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure a part of it is part of, you know, and everyone's you, the, the counter argument to this is, yeah, we put you through the grind of the minor leagues to make sure you can withstand the big leagues. And that you're not this mind fuck. Well, why are they the only ones doing it? Exactly. I think it's stupid. I think the the counter, the not the counter. The only reason I want to keep uh, some of the minor leagues is for the towns that they're in. They bring oh, some I mean, of these really small towns. Is awesome. Yeah, they bring some of the really small towns awesome. to life. Uh, so I feel bad yeah. for that. And I also There's feel bad mega for the nostalgia cur- in those in those yes. in those games. And, and I feel bad for the current minor leaguers that are are the ones that are going to start losing their jobs because of it. That's unfortunate. But I well, think to it's be time. honest, a lot of them should never have had a job. Like I can exactly. Remember, but uh, just it's unfortunate timing for the. Never. It's unfortunate yeah. timing for these people. Like you, you don't we get the guys. Guy. We, yeah, we you don't see, see the Mike Piazza anymore. Yeah, I mean, you'll definitely miss out on 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 guys like that. But you know, I, I remember so many people. I remember so many people that I'd be like, listen, I would mean, hear them talk and be like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get to double A. And I heard a week ago, we're literally going to sign this guy for 14 days. And at 13 hours and 13 days, 23 hours, I will send you the paperwork to cut yeah. this guy. And I'm like, it's just like, you never had it. You, you, you literally never even had a chance. And uh, I definitely think that there's, there's a lot of 
there there's something to be said about uh, going right into, you know, I think maybe having like the AZL, GCL, and then pop it right into AAA uh, is because then the GCL is going to be savage. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I just think that the the reason big league clubs do not want to pay these guys is because one they don't make you money. And yep. then and 95, 99%. Actually, it's supposedly it's 99% because they, the, the saying that I always tell people is that 1% of college baseball players get drafted, uh, college high school baseball players get drafted. And then 1% of that 1% step, even step one foot in the big leagues for one yep. day. But I'll, I'll say that there's also this, and you know this better than anyone, is the culture of, of in baseball, the old school culture of paying your dues. Uh, and and going through the grind like those the old timers they they're like even in in the strength and conditioning world like baseball is like the only sport that doesn't want is so reluctant to look outside of the sport because because like well why do you like did you did you go into beloit wisconsin's minor league team did you play did you go travel on the bus and it's like no, no, I was studying and becoming an amazing strength coach. Well, well, you didn't be in the minors, so you can't, you know, you don't know. And I think that like the, I think baseball more than anywhere is we're going to keep it this way because this is how we've always done it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, and I think it's stupid. I, although I did see them um, uh, in the recent CBA negotiations, um, they, the, the latest proposal from the, from the owners was to eliminate more jobs from the minor leagues. I think it's the way to do it. I do. I think it's I think it's the I'm sorry for you guys, but it's the way to do it. They're taking advantage of you as is. And oh, it's now full it, exploitation, full exploitation. They're taking advantage of you guys trying to start families. Guys need to do Uber rides. I remember our good friend Brian O'Connor calling me right after he got out of an Uber because the guy was starting to like, you know, brag a little bit about how he played for the Red Sox. And then Brian was like, well, my buddy plays for the Red Sox, Pat Lay. Who, who, what, what's your name? And he, he had already gotten the guy's name. And as Brian was getting out of the Uber, the guy was like, please don't tell Pat that I'm doing this. And oh, Brian called me God. immediately upon leaving the Uber ride. He's like, okay, this is his plate number. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know, it's so it, embarrassing. It is. But you're getting exploited. You, you don't have a chance. In order for you as a, you know, now is only five rounds of the draft. Back in the day, were 40, 50 rounds. In order for you to get to the big leagues, the amount of, amount of good things you need to do and the luck you need to have, it's outrageous. Um, yeah. and, and, and then they, they, you know, they make this, you know, as like almost like a Cinderella story. They romanticize the Mike Piazzas that went mm-hmm. and did this. And now you're like, oh, well, it's, you know, they like that. They like that story. But how, how, how about the thousands of other guys that had no chance and just, you know, I mean, Mike was the lucky one. And that's why it is yeah. romanticized because it is such a Cinderella story. But I think you need to get rid of it. I think you need to be more clo- closer to the NBA, closer to the NFL, where you got guy gets drafted in the first round. The guy's really fucking good. Go let him learn. You know, okay, put him in the AAA if that's what you need to do with baseball. Let him learn yeah. and then go on. But the, the, the other thing, and this is what I do want to give a little bit of credit to the minor league system, is there isn't, you know, the NBA, yes, the NFL for co- certain positions like the quarterback. There, there are. Uh, you, your career is it can be much longer in Major League Baseball because of how how little physicality there is to it as far as you know hitting each other and stuff. Yeah. So you know guys are better for longer amounts of time than 
than in the NFL and in the NBA, just because of how physical those sports are. And I'm sure hockey is the same way. Cause that, that seems yeah. like, like terrible. Um, but so I understand that like, all right, well, we're trying to get the most out of, you know, John Lester for over a 15, 20 year career where that same guy, John Lester is really, you know, you know, let's say uh, Philip River. Well, Philip Rivers played for a really fucking long time, but like, you know, a quarterback in the NFL that really only played seven years because that's a really good yeah. career in the NFL. Um, so it's it, there is just more nuance to that. So I understand why you still need something um, and develop guys a little bit. But I think I think double A AA and triple A, the really that's really all there should be. Maybe you give yourself like a GCL to bring Latin guys over and start mm. that start that process <clears throat> a little bit differently. But I there is no reason in my book that as a as a first round draft pick that you are not playing close to the big league level almost immediately and you yeah. need to be in double a triple a and 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 move that process along because i i think you're saying you're you're literally setting a lot of these guys up for failure you're literally yeah, you're, how much how many seasons how many pitches how how you all of a sudden you get drafted yeah. right then and there you're taught you right when you step foot in spring training people are talking about oh it's the big leagues oh those are the big leaguers Oh, uh, you know, you know, you work hard for three, four years. You're going to be there. That's going to be you. We're going to get you there. And now you're putting you're not just, you, Timmy. <laughs> yeah. You're just planting these seeds in these guys heads of how difficult it is to get there. And when you do get there, how difficult it is when you're there, you need mm-hmm. three to four years to get there. No, you don't. You yeah. know, I can I only talk about myself, me. but you're throwing a hundred miles an hour with a fucking splitter. People talk about my pre minor league career, my a ball careers. And how I didn't have good statistics. Go fuck yourself. The Red Sox took away my my only out pitch, my splitter. That's the only they took it away from me, and made me oh, go out there and the, try to develop a changeup. That, that was a waste of fucking three the, years. The year before you were in the big leagues, you were the best pitcher in minor league baseball, no question. Um, the I remember I remember I was Clip in the that, minor Miranda. leagues when <laughs> <laughs> I was in the minor leagues when when uh, when Alex Bregman got drafted. He came through you know, where we were and stuff. I saw him a bunch, saw him in the weight room. Dansby Swanson, too. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson was like, all right, you're drafted number one overall uh, by the Diamondbacks. Uh, okay, go to Hillsboro. You're going to spend eight hours there, and we're going to immediately send you to double A. <laughs> like, I was like, why are you doing this? And then Bregman, I remember watching Bregman uh, on the field, and everyone's like, yeah, that, that was the guy who picked two or three. I forget which one it was, but uh, they're like, that's the guy who got picked two or three. And I'm like, this guy is better than every single person every single person here and he was there like for 10 days yeah uh, and then they moved him right to double a uh you know guys like that they just you know there's no need for them to be in quad cities iowa no there's not but so the one thing i so i i, I think that you need to eliminate marley teams get rid of them mm-hmm. um and then on top of that the one thing i really agreed with with mark was how baseball needs to try to make instead of talking about the pie and divvying up the pie between the players and the owners I, he, the one thing he made mention of, and this is exact what he the exact phrase he used was, "You need to focus on making the pie bigger." Um, you know, have those those hard knock documentaries for baseball in, in spring training. Do certain things that these other you know these other industries are doing, and make baseball be, be bigger and and more and like just a little bit more sexy in today's world as far as TikToks and social media age and all that stuff. Yeah. I want a, a little bit more notoriety around it, and I think you start. I, not to say that these billionaire owners are not trying to make more money by making their pie bigger. I'm sure that they are, but I think they need to open up a little bit more. And like you said, look to other sports and not be stuck in the old ways so much 
Um, like there was no reason for me at in in baseball uh, in 2017 to be getting made fun of for trying to be trying to have a little bit more of a brand and a little more of a presence on social media. Um, mm. There was no reason for that. You should be trying to do that. The, the, David Price shouldn't be the only one that's allowed to try to do that just because he's David Price. Um, so I, I, yes. I do think you need to do yes. that. Those types of things as well. I agree, Patrick. I agree. Agreed. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and this is the, a little bit more of the serious note. Okay. Uh, have you seen the stuff going on uh, in court right now with this angel stuff? Yeah, I did. I, I read it. And keep talking. I'm just going to grab a water. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't, I'll keep you bring up the speed as he's getting a water. Um, essentially, it seems as though this guy was giving out like oxy and all this other crazy shit. Um, to the players now you know the name that's getting brought up quite a bit right now is matt harvey uh right. i met matt once out in newport beach he was he was a boris client I, I don't know if he still is i assume he is but there were certainly rumors around baseball i i can't confirm any of them obviously because i never played with matt nor saw any of this type of stuff uh but there were certainly rumors around baseball that matt was doing some side stuff uh as far as that type of stuff concerned he has now confirmed that in the in court so um, we, we everybody knew he was a party guy, big party guy. Uh, he had some nosebleeds in 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 uh, during the Mets time, and people are now thinking that they weren't like this cool dark night stuff. They were actually nosebleeds from doing cocaine. Um, so <laughs> probably, uh, probably, yeah, probably. Um, I mean, the the quote I saw this morning was part of his testimony was that um, Matt was informed uh, the night before. Uh, that he wasn't going to be traveling with the team to the, uh, I think it was Houston is, is that, or is, it, is the Rangers where, where it all happened for Skaggs Rangers um, like Rangers. Um, so he was, wasn't trying to team. He was upset um, about that and asked this guy, uh, Andy K or I, I know it's mm-hmm. K is his last name mm-hmm. um, to leave a blue ox, to give him a blue oxy. Now, I don't know if there's diff- I don't know what the difference in colors oxy. Uh, <laughs> so I can I can't speculate. But uh, apparently, it was, apparently it was left in his locker. He then got it, but did not take it that evening. Uh, woke up in the morning to find the news of Skaggs' death and did not take it because he was nervous. It would be the same. He, the same thing would happen to him. Yeah, now, I saw the same thing. Now, I don't know exactly the cause of death for Tyler Skaggs. I, I, I think it was an overdose. And, it, and was some type fentanyl. Of fentanyl. it was fentanyl and alcohol. I, he died on his own vomit. Oh, he choked on his own vomit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, who knows? I mean, if I'm Matt Harvey, I'm like, oh my God, how, how quick did I just survive death? Like was death staring me in the eye at that moment? And I just yeah. somehow got, I narrowly escaped. Um, the one thing I, I want to make mention, I did make mention of this on a podcast. I was a guest on last night. I want to make mention on this. I certainly know that there were drugs happening in baseball. Drugs are happening. They don't test for recreational drugs in major league baseball for good reason um actually probably not good reason but uh for bad reason but they, they don't do it they stay away from it um and you know i never saw something like this though and this is why this is being escalated no, this is this is, i mean this is as bad that. as it gets yeah i mean you have a legitimate drug dealer in in your in your in your clubhouse and now yeah. granted i bet you it's tough for the you know clubhouse attendants do make some decent money i bet you this guy was making way more money because he's being, he's taking care of guys who are legitimate millionaires um, and can pay for this type of stuff. 
but at the same token, um, this is aggressive. This is not, I don't, I want people to realize that although drugs are being taken in major league baseball, both steroids and regular recre- regular drugs, recreational drugs, this is not something that goes on in clubhouses frequently. Yeah. Uh, at least not that I know of, um, you know, you know, certainly guys help other guys out and, and help them. You might be taking things that are borderline, uh, but to be just handing out, ox- yeah, to just be handing out oxy to players is not something that happens in clubhouses. So I don't want people to think that this is just happening. This is just the one that's being highlighted. Um, this is certainly something that's unique in major league baseball that, that doesn't happen all that often. Um, but it, it's, it's crazy to see what's coming out right now. Yeah, and, I mean, they kind of made it seem that it was more normalized than than we might think. I, I think that, you know, from my background, I'll say that those, like, painkillers that you get after surgery is heroin. Like, oxy, it's like the same chemical makeup of heroin. Uh, and it really comes down to how addictive of a person personality like how addictive like how vulnerable to addiction you are Uh, so like i could take it and be fine but you could take it and it immediately like grips you and you i mean once you're once you're there that's there's that's impossible to to come back from and you don't know like you see tons of stories of like normal people going for uh they get their knee cleaned up uh, and they are heroin addicts, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's the hard part of it. You see baseball, I mean, people getting Tommy John and all sorts of stuff, you know, all, all, all sorts of surgery. I'm sure they're getting that stuff. And then you get the few guys who, who are locked into it and that, which, which is appeared to be what's what happened with Skaggs, um, and then, you know, of course, you got your your recreational fellows out there as well. But, uh, you know, I, that's I think that's the that's the nasty part of it is, is like you don't know, like you take like I got I got Vicodin, I think, for my for my wisdom teeth. And I refused to take it. It was like, I don't know if I'm that guy, you know, and I don't I'm not going to tell rather than deal with the pain. Yeah, uh, it's it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly um, something that takes place when you get when you get these surgeries these surgeries always happen these baseball players are 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 given the best drugs in the world to make to be able to get back Mm -hmm. on the field as quickly as possible um and this is also kind of talks about the thought process as players um about how you know you know we're treated as horses you know once once you're no good anymore you're you're sent to the stable uh you're you're, you know be the slaughterhouse or whatever and this is what it is it's you know you're giving guys drugs that have a tremendous amount of side effects and, and the ability to get addicted. And then you're continue to giving them that because, you know, they probably say, Oh, my, my shoulder hurts or this hurts yeah. or that hurts. It is a little loosey goosey. Yeah. It, it, and it's, you know, ha, ha, you know, it doesn't take much guys. Like when I was in, when I was even in triple a, you know, the doctors come to the clubhouse and you say, you can I can say anything. You don't really know if I'm in pain. Like I can say whatever the hell I want. Like, Oh, you know, it's in, yeah, do 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 this exercise. Oh my God, nope, can't do that. Can't do that. If I can throw good, I can throw good. I just need to be out of pain. And uh, okay, okay. Well, here's the prescription for this. And, and that that's really the extent of it. And you, as an, as, hopefully, as a doc- they'll give you oxys for that. 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't. <laughs> but you know, if you just got a surgery, you need an Alyssa. It's, it's just not quite there yet. You know, I need, I need, I just need another refill. Um, yeah. and and now all of a sudden you need another refill. Now your buddy gets has a surgery. He gets the same prescription, but he doesn't need them. He gives him. He, oh, oh, you still need them? Okay, here you go. Um, you know, you just and you just don't expect you don't expect guys to be addicts. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure Tyler. It's weird was, was, when it's like in front of you. Yeah, I bet you this guy K didn't think this guy was an addict. I think he, he probably, you know, I mean, I don't know the extent of it, but um, I would imagine he probably doesn't. And there's no one, you know, I, uh, I'm uh, the Angels organization. I'm there, I bet you people, more people knew this was going on than you think. And, oh, I, I believe that. And they turn a blind eye, and this guy is the guy that's going to take the fall for it. Um, and I bet it, they knew that, that things were going on. I, I, it's hard for me to believe they knew it was this serious. Yeah, uh, like like I think I think everybody probably my guess is that most people knew that Skaggs, you know, messed around with some shit. Um, I I don't know that they knew what it was or where he was getting it. That would be that would be I mean, that's explosive. They I feel like at that level of infraction, I hope they're not turning the Skaggs. He was a good player, but he was it wasn't like they were turning a blind out of Mike Trout. No. You know? And also, like the, the one of the guys that's giving a testimony is this guy Mike Morin. Uh, I played with him in in Seattle. Really good guy. He was also I, I would apparently he's one of the guys that got oxy from this guy. Never in a million years would I expect. He was one of my better friends on the team. Never in a million years would I expect this guy to have been taking oxy. Now he might have been doing it because yeah. he had actually an injury. He didn't. He stopped taking it once he like he didn't need it anymore. You know, a lot of people go that route as well. So I'm not saying that you know Mike was addicted to oxy because he wasn't, but. It's not in my view, uh, but you know, you just you just don't expect these things. You don't see these things. You don't. People are good at hiding them, uh, you know. And you it's a can, lot more and, prevalent than we think. Yes, and people have to realize that it's really easy to hide this type of stuff and get away with this stuff in Major League Baseball because of how easy it is. These doctors, they want to be the guy that gets come to the clubhouse. You know, is there a possibility? You want to make sure that you're taking care of the guys that need to be taken care of. If you start saying, "No, you don't need this. You don't need that," players start complaining. Now you might not be the guy anymore. You know, there's there's just these these things that people don't take in consideration. And obviously, this is this is something ridiculous. You need it. This guy is seemingly going to go away to jail. Um, as he should. As he should. The thing that right now that they're they're talking about that people don't that they don't know and they're trying to prove is that what this guy gave him is the reason why he died. And like they're trying yeah. to tie what was in his system. That's exactly what this guy gave him. And if they can't tie that together, it, I could see the guy getting getting off because you know yeah. you're not you know because I guarantee he's on the stand saying yes I did this but you know his shoulder hurt this hurt like he was trying to get over this type of stuff this is how we do this blah 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 um, and it just was a little frowned upon by the head trainer so we kind of did it uh, you know um, you know behind closed doors um, and and I, I didn't kill the guy. He being charged with that's I think distributing that's distributing and uh, he's distributing opioids and well, he'll get um, that. and being the and being like he is the cause of death for Tyler Skaggs. He caused he the death. Get that. Yeah. yeah, he's not saying they're not saying that like a guy got murdered or anything like that, but he is the reason the guy's dead. Um, and it's going to be hard. I'm sure his lawyers are probably painting Skaggs in not a great light. Yeah, they, um, they are. I'm sure you know. I, you know. The thing that I find the worst, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but the thing I find the worst is, you know, 
you guys were doing Venmo payments for this? Like that's <laughs> you you that's you guys amount meal money, you guys getting cash on the road. You're using Venmo? Like no. you're just you're asking for it. You're asking Well, a lot it. of these guys were for from I uh, I mean who knows. I don't I don't know anything. I think it's I don't know I anything. Think I, I think it's tragic, man. I think it sucks. You know, I don't I don't I don't really I think I don't know enough about the K guy to really have an opinion other than he was doing things he shouldn't have been, but you know, the whole opioid thing that is, that is a, that is a, just a living, breathing tragedy uh, that's crushing so many people, you know, and it's, it's hard, it's hard to escape for regular people to really know what that is. That's hard. Yep. And big pharma, big pharma, everyone's blame blame big pharma. So (laughs) they're the villains. They are. And the other thing I, I just want to make mention of before we end this is just that it, to, just to take a little, I know people aren't blaming Skaggs here, but you talk about people are vilifying Matt Harvey, although he was a party guy uh, mm-hmm. and he did stuff he probably shouldn't have done. I, I think people re- they have to realize the, the pressure that comes with being in the big leagues, staying in the big leagues. Um, you know, when you're a guy like Matt Harvey being the dark knight, needing to constantly pitch mm-hmm. well. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it, I remember it, I w- I was excited for it. every it was Harvey Day every when when Matt was on the mound it was awesome to watch. Um, yeah. There's pressures that come with this that people don't really understand. They think they just live this great life and all that stuff, but there are pressures to to be good all the time. And you have a, you have a very short window to be a major league baseball player, and you got to stay. Once you get up there, you, there's a tremendous amount of pressure to stay every outing uh, to go out yeah. there. And, and, and that's why you know, a lot of people have criticized, not a lot of people, what am I talking about? No one's, me and you have criticized them. John Farrell <laughs> putting me in that, in that position is because it, <laughs> it, it was, it's a difficult situation to be put in and you're trying to get these guys to stick around. But um, regardless of all of that, it, there is a tremendous amount of pressure on these guys to, 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 to do everything in their power to stay in major league sure. baseball. Uh, and, and for no other reason, and this is where we tie it all together, Sean, here it is because of the minor and how the minor leagues are and how shitty they, they can be for guys and, and how you want to be in, in the limelight. You don't want to be out there because it sucks. Um, wow. Look at that tie-in. This is, this is the perfect, the perfect, very cherry on top here. Phenomenal tie-in. Well, that that's, that's, that's all I got. I, I hope you enjoy skiing, Sean. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys listening until next time. Um, we'll see you later. Sorry, we're closed.